Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And good morning, or good evening, or good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to us here. And uh, welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Church. Get us an hour earlier today. With me, as always, Cam Stewart. Cam, how you do, how you feeling, Cam? You haven't uh, made a little be- couple of shows. Yeah, a little beat down, George. But you know what we do? We keep on rolling. Lots of uh, good afternoon. Uh, lots of uh, action on the board today. We picked. Uh, I remember the first time we were up. Uh, it was pretty uh, light on the sports schedule. But now we got lots of uh, afternoon hockey. Tons and tons of NBA. Uh, uh, sort of NCAA basketball. Some NBA. Uh, Gabe said he's going to check in before noon. We'll talk a bit about the the college basketball card. And should be a very busy day. Also, uh, the 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 golf got rained out yesterday. So we also have extended uh, third round matchups and stuff like that hopefully we'll get some picks some dfs for hockey and other things george and give people some winners win some money put a little money in your pocket for the weekend i gotta tell you cam i, I hate the month of february I, I yeah, mean, it's, it's tough it's, <laughs> it's a tough month it's i mean tough. you think you think about it though football season has just ended right so we're all a little, little down for that you know we, we enjoy our uh what is it, 21 weeks of football and uh that's done so uh, we lose that now, I, I can't complain to you. you you're in Canada. Uh, it's cold in New York in February, so I don't even want to go outside. I mean, really, I don't, I don't even like stepping outside the door, go outside the door. Early this morning, go to the gym. I'm like, this is crazy. I want to go back home. Uh, now, Valentine's Day is Thursday, all right? And every guy gets screwed on Valentine's Day, it, and I don't mean that in a good way. Uh, and it doesn't matter yeah. if you're single or not, because listen, <laughs> good, if you're not dating anybody, <laughs> yeah, if you're, you're not right, dating George. anyone, obviously it sucks because you're not dating anybody. And if you are dating someone, you know, I, I'm married 19 years, so I, I got to do the, uh, the chocolate, the flowers, the jewelry thing, and go out to dinner. And my wife goes, and she told me many years ago, you know, Valentine's Day is for women. You're not getting anything. All right, so uh, fine, you know. Fine. It's, it's, it's doesn't seem fair, George. Doesn't seem fair. It doesn't. Fair. It's not fair. It's a contrived <laughs> holiday by the jewelry people, the Hallmark people, the Hershey people to get guys to spend money. I mean, it's, it's oh, all that's the up. thing. That's the thing, buddy. Like, I'm watching. I'm watching, and, and they're great because I, I watch a lot of college sports too. On top of hockey, and the biggest sponsor for college sports is Jared. You know, he went to Jared. So I'm sitting there, like, you know, and sometimes the girlfriend's over, or whatever. You know, she's it's whatever, and I'm going, hey, honey, I want to watch this game, or whatever. And before she goes up and watches her lady show, she sees the jewelry commercials, and it just puts me in orbit. Some guy, he's rolling out. Hey, honey, I bought us two uh, Range Rover. Hey, a Range Rover for you, one for you, one for me, <laughs> and, and how about the diamonds? And then she kind of looks. 
looks at you like, geez, can I get even a, a Red Lobster dinner? Like, you feel like an absolute chump. I know. I got, I got the text this morning, too. I go, hey, honey, I'm on uh, with Kurtz a little bit earlier today. Come by uh, anytime you want in the afternoon. Maybe we'll go to dinner tonight. And she goes, oh, Valentine's Day is next week, too. I'm like, God, I'm just getting over losing all that money with the Ram- with the Rams on the Super Bowl, George. Like, enough is enough. What am I, a human pinata? I just keep on getting beat down. It's tough. You said it. February, financially, weather, and uh, lo- lots of lots of monies that I need to spend that I don't have. That's Listen, it, the it's, wor- it's, it's worse for me, Cam, because not only do I have Valentine's Day, but it was my wife's birthday on January 27th. Okay? It, it's worse than that, oh, but yeah, it doesn't every- even end there. It doesn't even end there. It's my anniversary on March 2nd. Oh, All right, boy. so in, in this five-week span, I just get bum-crushed. It's like everything's like, oh, oh Christ. I got to think of three gifts I got to get in five weeks, which is impossible from, you know, from actually most women. You listen, I'm a guy. You get me a little sports memorabilia thing, I'm a happy guy. All right, you know, a little Yankee hammer or something like that. Something I can yeah. hang on the Islanders, wall. Islanders keychain. Island, right, you're, you're, you're in. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> now, the wife says, I'm going to go spend money. I'm going to go jewelry. I'm gonna, this just drives me insane. But uh, And it's too early for baseball yet. No, because it's just a tease right now for baseball. I know spring training opens up this week. Uh, next week, I guess, technically. Uh, so, But it's still too early. We're being teased yet. We're being teased. So I, I, I really, really, really do hate this month. Yeah, no, I'll tell you, though, George, a lot of uh, degenerates and hardcores listen to the network, and we got the Alliance of American Football going off tonight. I know Gabe will have an opinion there, and crazy, crazy lines. Gotta, we're we're going to get into this league tonight and just, you know, I guess we got to pick a team, but Orlando, Apollo's seven-point favorites over the Atlanta Legends, total 49 there. The San Diego Fleet, two-and-a-half-point dogs against San Antonio. I'm, you know what? I'm going to give – I'm already jonesing for football after the Super Bowl, so we're, maybe we'll give this league a chance. We'll see We'll see how it is. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Interesting. We got a lot of ex NFL guys, Singletary, and you know others uh, involved in the league. Some good college quarterbacks that couldn't really, you know, do damage in the NFL. We'll see what happens here. This Alliance of American Football. We'll see uh, what kind of product we're getting tonight. I doubt I'll be watching any of that. As I have to go to my. Uh, oh no! I mean, I, not as a whole. I mean, tonight I have to go to uh, uh, my niece. Invited me over for dinner. She just graduated college. And well, that's blah, blah, nice. Blah. Oh, yeah, it is. The first time I've been to her new apartment, and my other niece, it was her birthday, so we're all getting together there. So that, uh, that'll be my night tonight, which is why I'm very happy the Islanders are on this afternoon. A couple, actually, the seven hockey games this afternoon. Uh, a little weird slate for the NHL. When I, when I saw this, Cam, I mean, literally, I think there are seven one, o'clock, one, or, one or two o'clock games. There's a four o'clock game as well, although I don't think that'll count on the afternoon DFS slate. But uh, I saw, I'm like, the first thing I think of is, what the hell is today? So look at the date. Is this, is this a holiday weekend? Why are there so many afternoon NHL games? Unusual. Not that I'm complaining. I'm not. But on, uh, I was surprised to see so many afternoon NHL games. Yeah, me too. It's 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 just a really weird league there, George. We talk about this like this is a league that had one game Friday night, like the Rangers and Carolina game. It was kind of it was the only game on the board. I know the Rangers did their celebration. Their Stanley Cup winning team Moose was in town, and all the old Rangers were there. Big ceremony. They ended up losing to Carolina, but it's kind of funny. Like I find the NBA kind of balances a little bit more, like six, eight. You know, sometimes busy ten, but NHL will go like two, thirteen games 114 like you know what i mean they really sometimes they laid on thick and uh, today's a day but hey at least we got uh, some hockey to talk about lots of one o'clock action as you mentioned a couple games at two and uh, we'll definitely have some picks I'm, I'm looking at the board right now the islanders are laying uh, 50 cents to colorado colorado's a train wreck right now lots of talk about joe sackick's talking about he doesn't want to trade those picks but they've just been really really struggling they can't find anybody other than mc 
McDavid to really step up with that team, and the Islanders and Trots have done a great job. Buffalo, uh, uh, they give up a lot of goals now because uh, their goaltending and defense is absolutely horrible, but they're scoring a lot. They're playing Detroit. Devils and Wild, the Wild, they're shadows of their former self. They're not a very good hockey team. New Jersey, on the other hand, a, a slight home dog. So lots of good action today, George. I'll definitely have some uh, put a parlay together and a couple picks for hockey and uh, give the people some DFS guys to, to target today. It's a nice slate. It is a nice slate. Like I said, uh, no complaints here. But you brought up a perfect point about well, I've been on the NHL for years about this. Their scheduling sucks. It just oh, it's sucks. horrible. They it's, don't it's seem a, to it's get a wreck. Right, they don't take advantage of when they have the, uh, I don't want to say they have it to the sports themselves, but it's really just them in the NBA right now. You look at this week. They had three games on Sunday. Okay, I get it. It was the Super Bowl. And you don't want to compete with that. And all those games in the afternoons, so they were smart there. But then Monday, four games. Then they're bananas Tuesday, 12. Wednesday, two. Thursday, 14. You mentioned last night was one. One game. And it's Rangers-Carolina. And when you set this up, you had to know. The Rangers are rebuilding. Carolina has been good in years. So it's not like, oh, it's a surprise Rangers and Carolina is a bad uh, game. I mean, one game, I understand it's Friday night and the Rangers had their 25th anniversary thing, but one game just seems silly to me. And then you have 14 uh, today and I think another 8 or 9 tomorrow. So uh, I'll never understand how the NHL does it. They, uh, they open up their season, you know, on uh, the first week, usually first week in October. And rather than do it on the Tuesday when there's no baseball, they do it on the Wednesday when the baseball playoffs start. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> I know. That's Do it on a Tuesday. There's nothing going on Tuesday. All the time, George. It's like, it almost seems like, because I know I've, I followed the NHL a while, and I, I still love the league, but the guys in charge, it's kind of like an old boys club. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're drinking their cognacs at the strip club and go, okay, what are we going to do here? You just whip out the cocktail napkin and go, okay, we got two games here today for, uh, that's what it almost seems like. And it's just one of those leagues that they've been doing it so long, they don't really take criticism or opinions very well. It's kind of like, we're this is our sport. You know, everybody else is involved in anything else, and they're very, very stubborn about the way they do things, whereas it would be nice if we got some other guys in there, get a little more lenient. Like, hey, me and you, we like the product. You know what I mean? We talk about it. We try to get other people involved, say, it's a damn good game. Like, it is a fantastic sport. When you watch it, it's very, very exciting. The problem is, a lot of the time, the guys in charge are kind of like, they don't like anything new. They're happy the way it is. We can actually, like, make it better, but, you know, I just don't get it. George has been like this for a long period of time, and uh, I'm not sure if it's going to get any better. Oh, I think you said it perfectly. I really think you said it perfectly. It's the old boys network, and they don't want to change, you know, and God forbid, the game could be better. I think it absolutely could be better. Uh, and, they, they th- and, and they wonder why they're not with the other three sports, basketball, baseball, football, because they don't change. You know, they don't understand. It's a, it's a niche sport. It, it should be much more exciting. Like, I talk with Scott Engel all the time. How can you not like hockey? I mean, it's fast-paced yeah. action. You get fighting. You get uh, well. You don't get much fighting nowadays, but it's fast-paced action. It has everything an American should really like that we live for. You're right. Except You're right. that there's not there's just not a lot. There's more goals in soccer, but there's not a lot of goals scored. I get it, and I have I always had ideas about making that better too. But they 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 just don't get it. But anyway, on today's show, we're going to bitch more about the NHL. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about uh, we're going to talk about baseball and the pace of play. Uh, Things we heard this week, and then the DH going to both leagues. Francisco Lindor got a calf injury and stuff like that. Uh, the NFL, yeah, we'll go back and talk about Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I know our, our Jim Day was in a draft. I thought he tweeted out something extremely interesting. He did a, uh, obviously, it's extremely early draft. I mean, obviously. And he had the fifth pick in the first round. And his first three picks, I just found this interesting. His first three picks were Gurley. Remember, he's the fifth pick, so he's 105. Gurley, and they took Bell and Brown. 
I don't, I don't know if it was Bell and Brown or Brown and Bell. I forget which order it went in. I imagine Brown and Bell. But I found that interesting. That Gurley went fifth overall, probably uh, because of what happened in, uh, at the end of the season. No one knows what the hell is going on there. And then Bell falls to the second round, so we don't know where he's going to end up. And now he might get transition tag. And then Brown falls to the third round. It's the same crap. We don't know what's going to happen with him and what passing situation he ends up in. So, and Jim put it perfectly. I think at the end he put, either this team is going to kick ass or it's going to crash and burn. No, that's what I like, uh, you know, the fantasy Taz, and, and that's part of life there. George, you, you take risks. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't play the stock market very often, and I got, like, a, a portfolio, but when it comes to, like, gambling, I'm more, that's more what I do with, uh, like, a higher risk than a, a moderate risk. You're actually taking chances, and that's what you're going to do with Brown. He's 30 years old, but if he goes into the right spot, he's still going to be effective. If he has a quarterback thrown in the ball, that's going to be an absolute steal. Gurley? consensus one or two pick after what happened to the year he's slipping down to five you know he's probably going to be healthy he's got a hell of a lot of time the Rams are still a young team there and then uh, Bell he's gonna he's gonna end up being the bell cow somewhere too it doesn't even matter if the situation hell he could go to the Jets at least Sam Darnold's got another year under his belt you know they got new coaching staff so I actually like the 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 risk going for those type of things taking a shot like that instead of being predictable and just kind of letting the chips fall where they may he was aggressive and made some moves I got no problem with that sometimes you got to do those things once in a while you got to reach for a pick hope 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 it works out you can get burned but at least he's going for it you know what i'm saying kurtz oh no i, I don't think i would knock a gym for any of those picks 105 i, no, got, no, I, I think it's early. smart yeah, yeah, right. I got I got no choice but to take Gurley at 105. I understand why he fell, and I don't know who the first four picks would be. I can guess. You know, Barkley, Elliott, I'm sure went there. there. I don't know. You, know, you can guess. McCaffrey will go pretty think. high. McCaffrey will go high. high. I, I assume it was a PPR league. But, uh, you know, I, I, but at 105, if Gurley's there, I'm going to have to go take. I'm not going to have a choice there. Uh, Bell and uh, Brown are a little bit more interesting because – they're complete unknowns. We don't know what the hell is going to happen with either one, where they end up, and so on. So uh, I, I just I, I thought it was fun fun to talk about, and I like I said I love the way Jim put it, crash and burn or kick ass, and I think he's right. Either he will be great or it'll just suck because we don't know the way things are going to work out there. I I'm, I don't do any. I'm certainly not drafting early this early, not for money. You know, if this is just for fun. Yeah, sure, I'll do a fun league, but I'm not drafting for any for money right now because listen, a lot of fantasy football's luck as it is, staying healthy and that sort of thing. And you're drafting in February, where we don't even know what, what the hell is going on with players. Man, uh, that, that's not just too much luck for me. I'm a conservative drafter, Cam. You know, generally in leagues, I don't take too many chances unless. I'm in a league. You know, if I'm in a league with Cam Stewart, Jim Day, and, you know, nine other, ten other guys who are going to have, know what they're doing, then, yeah, I may need to take some chances because you got to separate yourself somehow. You know, if you, uh, yeah, it's a, playing it's a good playing point. straight like probably I, won't work. I'm in three leagues, and the best is, like, you know, two of my leagues are full of sharks, like guys who have been doing this for 25 years. And then I have kind of a, a fun league that I win a lot with my buddies who, you know, these guys have jobs. They're, they're electricians and stuff like that. They got kids. They're kind of, they're, they're sp- fans of sport, but they don't watch football every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, like every single, like we've watched every single game and broadcast every single game here on the network. These guys, yeah, they're interested, but it's great because they, they reach for guys that are already like at the tail end of their career and stuff like that. And then everything just falls to you. That's nice, but yeah, when you're swimming with sharks, you got to do things. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, you know, you're gonna have to br- bring your A game and your homework. You can't be asleep at the switch with the guys. Hey, this is people's jobs, right? You know what I mean? These guys are winning leagues. They're making money. They're they're paying bills with money they win in fantasy leagues. And I don't know what you're doing for the baseball there, Georgia. But how many leagues are you gonna go in? Uh, I know Blue it and all those guys are flying to Vegas. What are what? How many leagues do you usually go in? One or two for the baseball season? 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. I'll probably be somewhere in double digits. That's generally where I end up. Really? Wow. Oh, I used to, it used to be worse than that. You know, Tony Cicada and I used to always talk about. How do you? You and Steam Shrimps, you guys are managing twenty-five teams. That's cra- like that. That's that's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work, and you got a family. That's commendable. I've tried to calm it down. You know, part of my problem was this. So, uh, you know, when in, uh, I'll call it an expert league, is what I like. When an industry league asks you to play, you generally play. Right? It's good for you to make your content. I have a tough time saying no. You know, then I got my home leagues, of course, that I'm going to play in. Uh, I think last last year, I think I was in eight. You know, and uh, that's that's an okay number. I'm trying to bring it down, Cam, for the reason you said. And also because I don't think I'm as good a player when I play in too many leagues. Because you can't pay attention to all. I mean, trying to remember yeah. what, oh, my God, this league has fab on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This one is just Sundays. This one's daily. Yeah, you know, okay, this tough. one's an auction, right? It is tough. And it's why I don't play an auction league or not as many auction leagues anymore because I can't give up a night. You know, I'm married, two kids. I just can't do six, eight hours on an auction one night and just kill that night off. I won't be married very long if I keep doing that. Yeah, that's the thing. You no, know, when your girl, when your uh, girl, uh, little girl goes, "Hey, I need homework," and you're on the computer <laughs> busting out, you know, waiver wire on six different leagues. Like, yeah, kids take priority. And, and, and baseball is one of those sports too that I find. I know we're going to get into it uh, later on when the season starts. Like, so many injuries, so many problems. Like, you have to be really on your toes. With football, you could figure you could figure things out. There's usually a few more guys, but baseball, it's a whole different scenario, man. Like, it is sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah, baseball is uh, a lot less luck involved than baseball. You know, you need, you need to really pay attention, especially if you're in a daily lineup yes. league. And the NHL works the same way. So is the NBA. Daily lineup league is more work. All right. We just started here. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, weekend fantasy update. We are here for the next three and a half hours here, giving you all the fantasy information you need. We'll be back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. behind the glass just asked if we can see paradise. <laughs> yeah. well, Sean lives in New York, yeah, too. It's about 25 degrees, Sean. Ain't no paradise going on here. I mean, it's sunny out. I guess I should be yeah. happy about that. Yeah. Uh, might, might get some snow, yeah, pretty, I believe, early pretty, next week. Pretty bleak here, too, George. I've, I've already just dealt with the snow. The craziest thing was the other day was the freezing rain. That one's the worst. When you go to your car, it's all just covered in a sheet of ice. You put the key in, 
you know what I mean? Oh, here comes the lock, the icer, just smashing the thing with the key. Like that, that's the worst. The, the frozen box where the, where the freezing rain goes over your, over your automobile. That's a nightmare. Like that's, and it's a disaster on the streets. We got old ladies driving it up on the curb. You know what I mean? I live in a cul-de-sac. People just cars, they don't know what they're doing. Fishtailing everywhere. Yeah, it's a disaster. Knocking over the garbage bins. It was just, uh, it was chaos, uh, in, in the, in the townhouse complex. But anyway, hey, it, it's, it's been pretty good winter so far. We've only got dumped a couple times. It could be a hell of a lot worse. You know, uh, your story reminds me of, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I play. I used to play a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey. And uh, the rink I used to play at, they had games from eight on weekends from eight a.m. to eleven p.m. And no one ever liked the yep. eight a.m. games because let's face it, guys are going out the night before. You know, they're coming home drunk or whatever it is. Some guys would literally just sleep in the parking lot, and you just you'd, you'd literally go to their cars and wake them up at game time, eight a.m. Uh, let's go play, and they'd be hung over <laughs> and play. But uh, I remember one time. Uh, we were a guy short. You know, it's like probably 7.57, and you can't start a guy short. You forfeit the game. And uh, it was on a snow day. You know, it was a snow the night before. And uh, we see this car coming up the road. And literally, it's covered in snow except for one little slot where the guy can see out of out his windshield. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This guy's an idiot. He's going to get himself killed until I saw it was one of our teammates. I'm like, oh, love him. At least he got here. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but you see people do some weird crap in the uh, – you know, they don't, they they get just get lazy. They don't want to clear their cars off and stuff like that. And uh, it's uh, you get some strange sights here. Strange sights indeed. All right, Cam. This week, uh, it's funny. Uh, football's done. All of a sudden, baseball uh, gets in the news here. Uh, we heard Manfred come out and say about the pace of play things, about uh, maybe the DH going over to the National League, pitch clock again, three batter minimum for relievers here. So let me ask you first. Do you believe baseball needs to speed the game up? I don't. I don't. Is that his Prince's car? It's my, yeah, it's no, my car. I don't. I, that's yeah, yeah. That's what separates. Uh, know what it is, George? That's what separates baseball from other sports. It's the one where I don't care if it's a five-hour game. It's it's a slow game. You know what I mean? We appreciate it. You can check in and check back out. I like watching a baseball game. It's very soothing. Like two of the things I love to watch: baseball and golf. And I'm a huge golf guy too. It's just one of those things. When I got bets, I get a little bit stressed out. But sometimes it's just very fun when you're watching hockey. You never feel very relaxed because of of what's going on. Guys getting pummeled and stuff. But I, I have no problem with it. But the problem is we need the baseball. A lot of the fans are getting older. They need millennials. They want to change it up. And it's kind of an interesting thing because a lot of smart math people like baseball fantasy. But when it comes to watching a full game, you don't really see those numbers increasing. I, I think it's one of those sports that they should leave alone. I like it the way it is. It separates itself. I don't want it to have a clock. It's baseball. That's what separates it. It's not football. It's not hockey. It's not basketball. It's baseball. You know what I mean? If it takes a long time, it takes a long time. But they want to get people in and out. I can. I understand. Understand. Kids want to go to the games. You can't have five-hour games, but I have no problem with it. Uh, I don't know what your take is. I, I don't. I don't think the game needs to be sped up. But obviously, most people aren't going to have that opinion. Well, I think most uh, people in our industry are exactly what you said. We don't care about how long the game takes because we love the game. And we're still going to watch anyway. Once again, I have the three TVs here. So if one game's going slow, I just watch another game on the other TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always you got the package. Right. But, but what you said is correct, though. The millennials aren't like us. You know, they get they lose it just real quick. So I, I understand what baseball is trying to do. I understand that. And that's why I think uh, I do like some of their initiatives. And you go with the pitch clock. Uh, I think, listen, I think it's ridiculous some of these pitches. I think they said what? I forget what pitcher it was, but it, it, took, it took him three minutes to throw three pitches last year with nobody on base. I, I, 
I remember there was a guy, George, uh, who used to play for uh, Cleveland, Raphael Betancourt. He was their closer because I used to bet on a lot of Cleveland games when he sucked. That turkey would take like six minutes before they had a clock. Like he used to milk it and milk it and milk it. Like it got really bad. Like even even umpires back there, like come on, dude, like throw the ball. It that that's a little bit stupid. So I, I agree with you. I don't mind. I, I don't mind. Like eventually you got to throw the ball. Like you just can't be sitting there burning time like that. I'm with you. I, I don't mind the clock on that. Well, even even the back in the back in the day. Remember Mike Hargrove. You want to go back back to an old uh, Cleveland Indian yeah. guy again, and he used to have that. No more Garcia Perry did the same thing. They used to have this routine every pitch. They got to yeah, adjust yeah. the gloves. They got to you know tug on the shirt, the adjust the right, yeah. adjust the crotch, and you know touch their. I mean everything else. Well, what the hell? Get in the box. So I I don't really uh, with nobody on base. I don't have a problem with the twenty second pitch clock or an eighteen second pitch clock. But I also want to see batter stay in the batter's box. Don't listen. We're not going on a sabbatical now. You know, go, oh, we're going to walk down with third base line, collect our thoughts here, and, you know, what am I going to order for dinner tonight? And well, I don't want to see this crap either. Stay in the box. One foot in the box, which, which is what they had a couple of years ago. Then they sort of let, let it go. They let it ease up again. I think you do this. 20-second pitch clock. Batter stays in the box. Let's go. Get ball, throw ball. Let's, let's play some baseball here. I understand, listen, you're never going to get a two-and-a-half-hour game again because of the commercials. That has nothing to do with the players. That's all on uh, everybody wants to make money. That's on the commercials. But you should be able to maybe shave off 10 minutes to get these games. Let's face it. They don't care about the fans. They care about TV. And TV wants these games in that three-hour window, that 7 to 10 window so they can get their uh, you know, their nightly news show on at 10 o'clock. That's what TV wants, that three-hour window. Yeah. So uh, and, I think that's what George, they're aiming for. You know what the pitchers, you know what the pitchers too. Like, I, I've been very lucky, and I know you, too. Like, you're, you're, you're like the home of baseball. You've seen some beautiful, beautiful games, a hell of a lot more than me. But I did get the pleasure of seeing uh, Roy Halladay pitch a lot when he, when he was in Toronto, like my favorite, my favorite player for the Jays. And I remember there was a game, like, him and Verlander pitched, and it was was amazing. The game was done in like two hours and seven minutes, like two away. It was almost a record. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But you don't find that stuff now. The, the managers knew it was a special game. They kept out their studs, their horses, and they finished. There was no other relief. You know what I mean? Both guys over 100 pitches. There was nobody else that came in. There was no closer. These guys went the whole damn time. And we don't see that anymore. The specialists. I, it's kind of interesting because I'm a lefty and I'm thinking, okay, well, you want to get rid of the left-handed specialist, three three batter minimum. It's it, that one's interesting to me because, you know, you, you understand managers now with the computers and all the things they do. They're really, really analyzing, overanalyzing. Sometimes they don't even go with their gut feeling. It's more the computer wins all the time. But that's going to be interesting for uh, left-handed uh, relievers out there. A lot of guys are going to be unemployed if if that one goes down. Well, I think what's going to happen there. I think they'll have a compromise there. I don't think it'll be three. I think it'll be two. Because really, two, that serves the same, fair. I, it serves the same purpose, right? I mean, he's got to pitch to an extra batter there, unless the inning ends. You know, if he gets one batter out, the inning's over, that's fine, and you're, you're done there. But uh, I think it'll be, end up being two, because I think three is a little extreme there. I'm probably on the fence. I, I can go either way on this. I sort of, I, I don't like changing the game. You know, I understand this is a LaRosa thing, and LaRosa did change the game by using these specialists. And I'm, I'm really okay with it. I really am. But if they want to make it where he has to pitch the two, I guess it doesn't bother me. You know, that's fine. Let's if it's going to help the game out, fine. It, does, it doesn't really bother you. But you're right. Play, people will lose jobs. Those loogies are going to lose jobs. You know, because if you can't if you can't get a righty out to save your life, 
then they're not going to, you know, he's just not going to have a job anymore. What was the old joke? You know, uh, you know, fathers teach your kids to throw left-handed. You'll get a job in Major League Baseball. Yeah, they exactly. can throw it at the plate, right? And, and make sure you have a funky motion. So it really screws things up. So I'm okay with that. Uh, but I think, I think it will be, like I said, I think they'll negotiate it down to two unless the inning ends and then they are, you're fine there. How do you feel? And this is probably the most, uh, I guess, volatile topic, the DH going to the National League. Yeah, the thing is, it's weird. I I like when some pitchers can hit. Like you know what I mean. We we've actually had some pitchers. Like I know uh, who was it? Noah Syndergaard was really against it. Like I, I guess some guys like to go up and take their hacks, right? But you know, sometimes it's also embarrassing. Some pitchers don't even go there and they don't even take the bat off there. You know, leave it on the shoulder. One, two, three, we're gone. But. You know, the gone are the days of the guys uh, who could play in college and they actually could hit the ball. I kind of like the difference between the National League and the American League. I get it. I get it. Everyone's going to say, you know what I mean? Like, you want runs. You want the DH. It's embarrassing sometimes for pitchers. A lot of the times, too, inning enders, you know, because these guys can't hit. You can't get anything manufactured. But I kind of like the separates, the NL, stealing getting guys over, fundamental baseball, small ball. I don't have a problem with it because I see the nuances of it, and I also like the different games. Sometimes you want to watch guys mash, which most people do, but I, you know what? I have no problem with a you know a three to two game where you're actually moving guys over, trying to do the little things that both pitchers are doing well. Pitchers can't hit. I have no problem with that, I, I, and that's what I like the difference between the National League and the American League. But I don't think that that one eventually Universal DH is probably going to be the first thing to they're going to change that, don't you think, George? Like after a while, they they just don't want pitchers hitting. Oh, the Universal DH is definitely coming. It's not coming this year. I mean, all the stuff that Manfred was doing this week, that was all just posturing because that's a negotiation. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Manfred knows the union wants this. Once he gets 15 more jobs, the union wants this. So that's going to be a negotiation. That might be how he gets other pace of play items in there. And it'll, it could come along in 2020, 2021. Also, it'd be unfair to do it this year because, hey, you haven't, you haven't given National League teams or all these teams a chance to get a, a DH. I mean, certain teams would benefit from it. The Mets would benefit from it right now because, hey, you put Cano at DH, you know, which is probably where he's going to end yeah. up. But you need the other teams a chance to catch up there. So uh, uh, as far as how I feel about it, um, to me, it's always been silly that the American League and National League played under a different set of rules. It's like, you know, in football, well, if you're playing in the NFC, we're only going to play 10 on 10. And the AFC will play eleven on eleven. I, I mean, yeah, it's just, I never even thought about. I never even thought about it that way. But that makes a, that makes a lot of sense, George. Yeah, you're all in the league, and you got to play in the Super Bowl. Like it's yeah, it's actually very. That's very interesting. Very interesting. It was, it was good, just good silly game. to me, you know. And uh, so I've always been a proponent of. I don't care which way they go, but either get rid of the DH or put it in both leagues. But now I'm I'm definitely I'm more on the side to put the DH in. All right, it's not so much the injuries to these pitchers. I mean that's rarity, but the pitchers hitting is just terrible. They batted 118 last year or something silly like that. Even the best hitting pitcher, who's considered the best hitting pitcher, which is Madison Bumgarner, has a 183 average. All right, they don't practice it. They just don't. And these teams, they want these guys are making gazillions of dollars. They want to protect these players. The last thing you want is your pitcher getting hurt doing something he's not trained yeah, your to do. Pitcher get, <laughs> yeah, your pitcher getting bean. That's not uh, that's not cool. Uh, no, I always thought that uh, who's who, who's the guy in Arizona? Oh, oh, but that's the thing. He's not a pitcher anymore. Chris Owings was a great hitter. Like he was actually yes. like he was the one guy that he could could hit like uh, hit, hit like players did. But you're right. Few, few and far between. Granky Granky can hit one. But yeah, one eighty three. I wouldn't have thought that, George. I would have thought like the best uh, pitching. The 
the best hitting pitcher would be around like 220. Like that is low. That is that's a great point by you. If it, if you can't even get over 200, the best guy, then we have a, we have a big problem here. That's it's yeah. got to change. Like you said, we need more offense in the game. I mean, because today's game has gotten a little ridiculous, launch angle and hitting the ball 900 feet. Because nobody can hit the. When you and I grew up, Cam. If somebody threw 92, 93, whoa. You know, Nolan Ryan back in the day? Oh, my God. Now, everybody, these relievers that come in in the sixth inning, they're all throwing 100 miles an hour. The game has changed. That's, that's why home runs are so important because nobody, no, no teams believe they can string together three hits anymore. This is not going to happen. Odds are against it. I can't get three singles or a double and a single and two singles because it's just too hard to do. Stolen bases aren't big anymore because sabermetrics tell us unless you're successful about at least 80% of the time, it's not worth giving up that out. You know, so it's just like it's either home run or nothing nowadays. And I truthfully, Cam, I think the only thing that fixes that. Is you got to, uh, I think lowering the mound could help somewhat, but I think you got to also, it's 60 feet, six inches. We have never, and this is sports overall, this is every sport, by the way football, baseball, hockey, uh, basketball. Yeah. We have not accounted for the fact that human beings are bigger than they've ever they been, are. right? We are. We're, we're bigger than, I mean. Faster, stronger, that th- the equipment is lighter, everything's better. Exactly. That's the thing, and, and yet you're having the same parameters, which is honestly Ex- that's stupid exactly. when you really think about it. So I think you need to go, maybe instead of 60 feet, 6 inches, maybe it needs to be 62 feet. Maybe you need to back it up a little bit. Give the hitters an extra like quarter of a second to adjust. It'll never happen. I love your idea of lowering the mound. That makes total sense. That's that's just, that almost seems like a no-brainer. That's a, that's a brilliant idea. That's that's really smart. I think, I think they will do that. Uh, once again, not this year. That could be, once again, two years, next uh, CBA. Because I think that would have to be collectively bargained. That's not something Manfred could just do. But I think they will lower the mound to try and help that uh, somewhat. Like I said, they just never accounted for I mean, Mickey Mantle uh, was one of the greatest players ever. Listen, folks, I don't go back. I've never saw Mickey Mantle play, so I don't want to hear this. I'm just saying what, uh, what we've all been told is that Mickey Mantle, as far as comparing him to today's players, is that was the size of an average shortstop. Think about that. Players are so much bigger. And I'm not talking about Aaron Judge, who's a freak, yeah. you know, who's bigger than everybody. Yeah. But I'm talking oh, just regular dudes. Just regular, regular dudes. Just, Jacoby Ellsbury is a big dude. You don't realize that. He's 6'2". And these guys are all huge. And they take it so seriously. They train all year long. And baseball, I said football. You want to stop concussions in football? You want to stop some of these collisions? Make the field bigger. Hell, you'll get more scoring too, right? So, but make the field bigger, and you may not have to worry about all these collisions as much because they'll be separated. There'll be more field to cover. So I think the, that could, hockey would be the same thing. If, if hockey ever went to the international, uh, the IHO plays, the bigger ice surface, you'd have less collisions. You'd probably have more scoring because of it. The game would be better. Once again, they'll never do this because too many stadiums would have to change, and you're going to lose rows exactly. of seats, and it's never going to happen. But the uh, And they're all worried about, oh, we got to keep the sanctity of the game and keep everything to uh, the same as it was for 100 years, so all the records are, are the same. Really? Really? Give me a break, folks. Everyone's doing drugs and everything else, and we've changed so yeah, many other and, things. And, and the league has changed so much. Back in the day when guys were hanging out in front of the net, like Tim Kerr, they were, they were, their acts were being, basically they were trees, and they were getting cut down by the hatchers of the world, Scott, Steve. Like guys who used to hang out in front of the net, they got pummeled. Now you touch a guy, you're in the box. It's a totally different game. Like, you used to be able to manhandle guys. Now you touch a guy, oh, it's holding. Like, give me a break. It's a totally different game. Like, when we played hockey, George, like, I used to get killed out there. That's why I got back pain now, because I was a big guy. I hung out in front of the net like Dave Anderchuk and took lumber in my back day, day after day after day. And the ref would let you – he'd let the defenseman work you over. You do that yep. stuff now, he's in the box every time. I'm having a field day. 
Like, you know, you're getting but, hacked uh, by everybody. You got hacked by the defense of the goalie. Yeah. Remember Billy Smith back in there would break his sticks over guys. Oh, legs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the game is just, just story crazy. for you later in the show. <laughs> my girlfriend, my girlfriend, and Billy Smith had words once at Wayne Gretzky's restaurant. No, they became friends, but it was a good story. It was a good story. I'll tell you, but I'm not sure if Morenzi told you the story on the air, but it, it's a good one. It's funny because a lot of these guys, when they come into town, they all hang out at Wayne Gretzky's restaurant there. You know, before they before they go hit the town and stuff like that it's a nice place and all george you're a real hockey fan it's a little bit overrated though it's kind of like a tourist trap you know what i mean it's it's nice and all but uh not as good as what people think hey uh, have you bet any uh super bowl like like looked at the odds or anything for next year too i uh, we can go over some of those too i've already clicked on a couple teams uh for uh, the super bowl odds for next year i took a shot with the uh, the bears were 18 to 1 i got a little piece of that george i took uh, uh pittsburgh was uh i think they were 22 to 1 if th- things work out for them i think they got one more kick at the can just looking for a little bit of value uh the chiefs right now are the favorites uh, six to one i don't want to pull the trigger there but uh, interesting they already got super bowl odds for next year up i'm already clicking <laughs> i have looked uh i also looked before we show on baseball odds to win the world series baltimore orioles oh, thirty yeah, thousand to one that's amazing yeah we should go over to baltimore. Let, let's we we'll do that george we'll go we'll go over some baseball numbers and we'll talk about these guys too uh nobody's signing the big guys aren't signing they're playing chicken with each other and uh they want money but the money they're probably not going to get right friend <laughs> probably uh probably not but we're going to find out we're going to talk machado harper and maybe some other pace of play things that can help baseball out when we get back cam stewart george kurtz weekend fantasy up from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, weekend fantasy upstate, uh, upstate, well, update, upstate, go either way, I mean, uh, I know, (laughs) should I stay or should I go, I think Cam and I will stay, we'll be here for the next three plus hours here on weekend fantasy update, Uh, listen, we're talking a little baseball here, talking a little pace of play here, and we've covered that, but one other thing came up, and uh, I think this is important as well, to me, uh, tanking. In baseball, and listen, it's not not just baseball, right? Hockey does it, basketball does it, uh, football. Watch, watch watch the Knicks play last night. They get they get within like six points, and then they lose by like twenty three. It's like okay, I get this it. Tank. Like, this it's tank. It's actually getting really annoying. It's getting really annoying in sports. But what can we do about it? I don't know what to do. Now that's what's funny. Grass. You should ask that. Funny you should ask that. You know, uh, in fantasy, because uh, once again. In fan, when I, I'm a commissioner of several of my home fantasy leagues and uh, different sports, and I've also tried to get rid of people, not so much tanking because there really there's no reward for tanking, but to stop to not pay. You know, once they start off terribly, they just don't pay attention anymore. They don't set lines. Lazy people. They don't make yeah. exactly. They go, oh, you know, my, my my team's done in mid-May if you're a baseball team, or in football you start off two and four and you stop paying attention because you don't think you have a chance here. So one thing I instituted in all of my home leagues. Is that uh, generally, you know, if you finish in the money in twelve-team leagues, generally the top three teams finish in the money. Uh, well, you're 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 going to pick in the next year's draft ten, eleven, twelve. 
You know, that's just the way it works. But instead of giving the team that finishes then last the first overall pick, no, 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 I'm not rewarding people for finishing last. How about the team that finished fourth? That just missed the money, that probably tried very hard, did everything they could, and for whatever reason they missed out. I give them the first pick. And then the team that finishes fifth, the second pick, sixth, the third pick, and so on. You know, this way it keeps people interested all year long. You got to keep trying to move up in next year's draft. And I bring this up because why can't baseball do the same thing? You know, rather than give, uh, you know, who, well, the Detroit Tigers have the first, but whoever, whoever finished last in baseball last year, rather than give them the first overall pick because they tanked and they sucked and they lost 120 games, why not give the, the team that just missed the playoffs last year? Uh, I think it might be the Tampa Bay Rays offhand that just missed or whatever team it might be. Why not give them the first pick because they tried all season long. Wouldn't this keep teams more involved and stop tanking? Because yep. most teams believe you got you to build toward the, build them a draft. Right? We hear this in every sport. Got to build them a draft. You know, football, build them a draft. Baseball, build them a draft. That's how Houston got good. That's how Chicago Cubs got good. So wouldn't this work in baseball as well? Don't reward the team that finished last. That gave up and started, you know, oh, we're going to start a whole bunch of idiots in uh, September and August and they just suck. Or teams that aren't spending money in free agency and trying to lose on purpose. Why not reward those teams that did try but didn't quite make the playoffs? I'm not, no, listen, I think this might work. I will say this, though, George, when you look at the sports in the draft, baseball is the one where it doesn't impact immediately as other sports like hockey. You get a top pick in hockey, you go from you can go from last to first. Talk to Pittsburgh about that. Basketball, the same thing. Like you get an absolute stud. How many times have we seen because of the depth of of baseball? How many great like pitching prospects, guys who were can't miss, guys who, who flamed out, and then McDonald, all these guys. Like when we grew up, we're like, oh, he's going to be the best pitcher of all time. Nope, not so much. Like I, I see. I, I was just saying, out of the sports, baseball's the one. Baseball's the one where I think the draft, obviously, you could still find gems kind of in the middle. The other sports definitely top heavy. Like you know what I mean? Like you need you get you get a stud, you get a stud in NBA and NHL, you're you're changing your franchise almost immediately, especially hockey. Oh, I agree. You know, baseball it takes uh Patience, to put it nicely. You know, when was the last time a yeah. guy was drafted and came right to the major leagues? Uh, it's been forever. It's happened, but it's been forever. And guys, listen, baseball, guys struggle. It takes time. You need patience in baseball. And listen, not everybody has that kind of patience. So uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Which brings me to Kyler Murray. All right. Uh, already yes, drafted by yes, the A's. Yes, yes. Right? The A's paid him $4.66 million in a uh, signing bonus. So, uh... He has a decision to make. He's going to go to the combine. All right? That doesn't mean much, but it's yep. a good sign. Uh, I mean, he's all over the place as far as prognostication about where he might go in the first round in April's draft. Uh, more than likely not going to go first overall, but he should be a first-round pick. So, ten, I'd say like 10 to 15 area probably, you know? That would be, that would be, that would be my guess. Where they're projecting. Yeah. Now he's he's small. He's an athlete. He's small. Can throw the ball, but he's small. Seeing over his offensive lineman could be tough. But in today's NFL, with so many RPOs and running outside the pocket, it may not matter. So I guess my question is, would you would you be advising him to play football? You know, because we don't you don't you don't know he's going to hit it, and make it in football. He'd have to give up that four point six six million. But assuming he's drafted, like you said, ten to in the ten to fifteen overall range in the first round, he's going to make more money in football off the bat. You know, he probably, he won't be able to go back to baseball. Most scouts will tell you right now he's about a thousand at bats behind where he should be at this age in baseball. He hasn't really played much in three years. So 
Would you be telling him go for football or play the long game and see if baseball works out? Because let's face it, baseball works out. He can play 15 years and make more money. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest baseball. Kyler Murray is an elite athlete. Georgia, let me tell you, I watched a lot of Oklahoma Sooners football over the last few years. But the difference in size, like they're talking about, oh, okay, Drew Brees is, you know, 5'11", Russell Wilson. This guy's 5'9" generous that's another two inches okay and you see and you see but you bring up a good point about the rpos and everything but still you have to throw the ball but his size it is very very small but electrifying foot speed he's faster than lamar jackson in a 100 meters like he would be the fastest guy the problem is I, I don't see – I think defense, defenses and football will eventually figure it out. I don't think he'd have a long career. I think with his body frame, too, getting a couple couple hits, it could be like an R- RG3. It's nice to see RG3 back in the game as a backup, but I think baseball is a smarter move. I think um, eventually over time he'll have a longer career there and make more money down the line. I'm just going to say I want to cheer for I want to cheer for Murray, but from what I've seen – it's just one of those things. He's just a little bit too small, George. If he was a couple inches different, it would it would be huge. But like five nine, like some guys are saying five eight, five nine. Like he's that small. Like that's very very small. And I don't care what you, he's. You've got track speed. That's a big problem in the National Football League. You got to deal with Oakland right now. You know, I think baseball's safer. Like, if you want to protect your body, baseball, I think you can make more money in the long run. Your take, but uh, I'd say MLB for him. But I have a feeling he's going to pick football. I think he's going to pick football as well. And I don't blame him because the fact that he's so far behind in baseball uh, means I think it'd be tough for him to become the baseball player he wants to be. That being said, I'll give a caveat here. If he can talk the A's into matching what he might make in the first round in football, which they people think it's going to be around $14, 15000000 million, then I'm going baseball. Then I'll take my chances because, once again, you, I have my life money. You know, I'll, I'll be good there. I'll take my chance there. And he can make, some, I'm sure, some endorsements as well here. They'll put him on the Major League Baseball, uh, the 40-man roster, so that could get him into the majors quicker. I think I would go baseball then. Uh, I agree with you about football. I mean, listen, Cam, I'm 5'7", so he's an inch or two taller than me. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be in the hospital. Yeah. I'd be dead. I'd be in a casket after one NFL game. All right, so it's going to be hard for me to see how he's going to be successful long term in the NFL as a quarterback. You know, I just don't know if that can happen here. So I agree with you there, but I think uh, because of the money, I think he's going to end up choosing football. I think he does uh, have a higher rate of success early on in football, but long term. I think he'll be better in baseball. I do, assuming he can uh, make up for what he's lost, which has been a significant amount of time. Like I said, scouts in baseball will say he's a thousand at bats behind where he should be at this point in time. That's not good. You know that that's not good at all. It could be made up. It could certainly be made up, but it's not not a good thing here. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. But I expect him to end up choosing football over baseball unless, like I said, the rules say that baseball can't do what I said, by the way, that he can't match. He can't, they can't put him on the 40-man roster and give him the $14, 15000000 million. But baseball is also looks like they're willing to bend those rules because they, they don't want to lose this athlete. They don't want to lose this name. So this is, this is a story to watch here. But in the end, I think we're going to see him in the April draft. The thing is, yeah, we've been doing the updates now for for the show on Red Heat and Rage, and the baseball stories came in. You talked about Lindor, but this Machado 
this Machado Harper stuff there, uh, George, I, I got to tell you, like, it, it's actually hilarious. They're like, oh, yeah, one, one guy is waiting for the other guy to make the money, make the move, see what kind of money he makes before he makes it. Well, guys, like, somebody's going to have to step up and, and do something. Like, this is crazy. Like, we talked about it. Like, I've never seen an offseason, like, What's been the what's been the biggest signing? Like I, I can't even remember. Like I've seen like a couple relievers got signed, Boxberger and other things. Like this yep. has been Corbin. Nuts. Like the fact that these guys are what Corbin, Corbin, yeah, Patrick, yeah, Patrick they, Corbin. I, Pat Corbin, yeah, that, that's big. But I'm just saying though, like you know what I mean. Before, like we'd go, we're getting more like I, obviously NBA trade trade deadline and everything. But like hell, NFL news about stuff that compared to what baseball, like baseball season's right around the corner. We're talking about Lindor. Uh, they're opening up March 28th against the Twins. Another thing about baseball: don't open up in cold weather places when that, that's a whole other story. We're gonna have a lot of games gonna be uh, you know rained out due to sleet and snow and stuff like that. Like last year, it was a disaster, but. Besides that, are these guys ever going to get signed? Because I'm telling you, man, like these teams are not, they're, they're not bulking. They're, they're, they're waiting and saying, you know what? You guys aren't going to get that kind of money. We're not going to pay you that kind of money. We're just not going to do it. Like it's, it's nuts that we're waiting this long, George. It's crazy. It is crazy. And well, you already brought up the reason why. There's really, uh, first of all, Harper, we know was offered 300 million by the Washington Nationals really before this all started and he turned yeah. it down. So now, you know, he wants more than that, or else he has to. Uh, you know, oh my God, I, I just lost all this money. If he accepts two hundred twenty-five million or whatever it is from another team, he's just lost seventy-five million. So that's part of the problem now. He wants more than that three hundred million to justify turning that offer down, and that offer's off the table. You know, the Nationals aren't offering that anymore. So I think that's part of the problem here. We see this all the time. You know, uh, the, these agents. Because they thought they were going to make more money from the beginning. They thought they might get 350, 400, maybe even half a billion uh, at one point. Now they want to justify the fact that, oh my God, we turned down 300 million. I, we may not be able to get 200, you know, 250. Uh, baseball's offseason is broken, and I have no idea how to fix it, by the way. No idea, other than getting more teams involved. The fact that a third of these teams you know aren't going to spend money every year is a problem. The, you know, it was unlucky that the Red Sox, the Yankees, uh, the Detroit Tigers used to spend money, uh, the, uh, the Dodgers, that they weren't spending money this year. You know, that's unlucky for these players. You know, that they weren't, you know, the big market teams really weren't involved. So that, that's just bad luck. You know, I, I find it interesting. I think Manny Machado shot himself in the foot by with those stupid-ass comments he made uh, during the players. But not, it's uh, crazy. And hustling. Stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. I, I mean, what did, Herman, what did Herman Edwards always say? Think about hitting sand. How about think before you speak? And saying, I don't believe in hustling. Uh, oh, God. Uh, that was just dumb. And then doing the, no, man, we forget about the dirty plays he did during the playoffs, too. Kicking exactly. Aguilar like, no, he, he's, like he's, he's a great player, too. Like, you saw him with Baltimore. I was just like, wow, it's amazing watching the Orioles. And we were just laughing. Everybody out there, like me and George are talking. These guys, like, on, like, uh, these, these sites are, like, 500 to 1 to win. <laughs> That's just the AL, like, World Series. You were talking about, like, in the thousands. These guys absolutely suck. I remember a long time ago when, when I used to look at Baltimore go wow what a team but just Machado he, that's a clown that's a clown move right there I think it's absolutely ridiculous and that's why these big cities that stuff not going to fly in New York the thing about New Yorkers is they want guys who are going to hustle you might not be the best player like perfect example was Voight when he came to that team the guy was a cast off from St. Louis all of a sudden the guy's hitting dingers he's becoming a crowd favorite you know he's hustling he's trying he was a guy that just battled his whole damn career just to be in Major League Baseball, and he got on a heater when he was with the Yankees, and they keep him in the lineup. Like That's the type of player Yankee fans want to get behind, not some clown with all the talent in the world who's going to dog it out there. That's not cool. As far as the Yankees, because I remember, Yankee fans were on, They were. I wouldn't say they booed him, but they got on Cano. 
for jogging to first base at times. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and the Yankee fans generally loved Cano. The fact that Machado's already made this statement, you know, if he goes into an 0 for 12 slump and he's jogging to first base, the Yankee fans won't forgive him. They just won't. They'll be on him from day one. So I think that's the problem there. I don't think Machado really ever had a chance. As soon as he made those comments, I don't think he had a chance. I think Harper had a chance to be with the Yankees, but because Harper sort of fits the Yankees as far as a left-handed bat, but there's no place to play him right now. You know, and the Yankees will probably have to move Stanton in order to play him. We've heard nothing about that. The latest news on Harper is that he met with the Giants. And maybe, maybe yeah. there's a fit there. But uh, I don't know if the Giants can fit his salary in there either uh, without going over that luxury uh, tax. And if they want to do that, is anyone's guess here? Machado, we really haven't heard any names uh, associated with Machado you know in a while now. George, I just heard, I'm uh, just looking at some uh, like reports there. About an hour ago, the Yankees, uh, you probably saw the story, they offered Machado $220 million. That's just That's the reports that are coming out that the Yankees offered him. Two hundred and twenty million dollars. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. I don't, I'm just reading a report right now. Over uh, that's two hundred twenty million over seventy eight years, according to uh, G, uh, MLB GM Jim Duquette. Uh, it sounds like an agreement. Yeah, interesting here. That's just uh, we'll see what happens. He's had other op- op- offers too from Philadelphia. The White Sox reportedly put it one on the table. We know between one hundred and seventy five and two twenty. Interesting. So, yeah. Anyway, the Yankees aren't uh, out of this at all, and that's one team they got. They got the money to do it. So, we'll, we'll, see well Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner is taking some flack this week, right? He's been, because he's been called yeah. cheap. That he, you know, because he didn't spend money cheap, like his uh, his father does. And Hal made a funny. I don't think he's he's not cheap. <laughs> come to come to Toronto or whatever. You want to talk about cheap? Like these guys give away superstars. Yeah, take them. Don't worry about. It. We'll we'll just be competitive. Cheap. I'd, I'd love to love to be the Yankees. That's the the opposite of cheap. Where where I'm from, they spend money. You guys spend. Yeah, money. Yeah. Well, Hal he made a couple of interesting points. Uh, first point he made was that you know he has to worry about his own players and when they become free agents. And he's got a very very valid point there. You know, when Judge is uh, becomes a free agent or, or Torres or these other guys, uh, these younger guys, they're going to want to get paid. And you wanna, generally you want to keep your own players, assuming they're good players. And then he did the old, uh, which I found hilarious. Uh, he goes, oh, you know, our payroll's already at $220 million. That's a, that's a lie. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. That's not a lie. It's telling the truth, but he's counting benefits in there, which doesn't count against the cap. So I just found that funny. The Yankees payroll is about $190 million right now. But, yes, if they signed either one of these guys, Machado, Harper, they would be over the cap. But, once again, they were under last year, so it starts, it starts fresh again. They wouldn't get crushed as far as a tax is concerned. So they can absolutely do it. Uh, like I said, Hal, but Hal said, you know, hey, never say never. And that does make you wonder, is he just placating the fans there? Keeping it teasing a little bit, or is there something in the works here that maybe one of these guys works uh, ends up coming to the Yankees if it's on the Yankees' terms? You know, you mentioned two, if two, it's two twenty-seven seven years. That's thirty million a year. That's a pretty good uh, contract for Machado. Uh, yeah. I know he's going to do better than that. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I I I just find it interesting. I'll say this: I'd be shocked if Philadelphia doesn't end up with one of these guys. Yeah, and you saw the story yesterday. Philadelphia is basically saying we're in now. Like they're not screwing around. They pick up Rio Moto. Uh, they're 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 all in, and they understand too. Yeah. So the sure the Braves had a good year with Ronald Acuna Jr. there, and you know that that's all. But that division is for the taking. The Nationals can't seem to get over the hump. Philadelphia is just like look at it, and, and look at Philadelphia's pitching. George, very very strong. They got they got some nice flamethrowers. There's some good young pitchers that are just going to get better too. With Nola, like hey, Pavetta, I, I like the. 
Phillies a lot. I think they're. I, I think they can do some damage. They make another move, they'll be lethal. National League East is going to be fun this year. It might be the best division in baseball sure right is. now. Mets, Nationals, Braves. I mean, the Marlins are terrible, but the Lots rest of the teams fun. are good there. Lots of fun there. Should be uh, enjoyable. All right, first hour's down. Three more for Cam and I. We'll be back. Weekend Fantasy Upstate. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, back after this.